Hey, we got a premiership winner waiting patiently on the line. John Strange, head coach of the Sydney Roosters. It's a standing ovation after winning the NRLW Grand Final last week against St. George Illawarra. Good morning, mate. Congratulations. And how's the celebrations been? Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, look, it's been, it's been great. Yeah, after the game, we stayed up in uh, up in Queensland and, um, yeah, celebrated a little bit there. Had a, had a presentation after the game. Um, gave some awards out and, um, yeah, had a couple of drinks and, yeah, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, actually. It's um, yeah, it's starting to sink in now what the uh, what the girls have achieved for themselves in the club. So yeah, really proud of them. I was at uh, Combank Stadium uh, before the Bulldogs played Penrith, and we were all watching on the TV. And one thing I really loved was you being on stage to present the premiership rings or medallions, and it was just a beautiful moment. And I, I dare say the highlight of your rugby league career. Oh, absolutely, Steve. It's, um, yeah, like I said, it's, I've been involved in some, in some great teams and uh, certainly the highlight for me, uh, especially the way the season went for the girls, but we went down, you know, a slow start, I guess you could say, losing the first couple, but um, that really made every, everyone in the club, the, the staff and players included, really dig deep and, you know, just make sure we could find a way to get back on track, which they did in round three against the Knights. And I just felt the momentum within the group build from then. And, um, yeah, getting into the semi-final against the Broncos, uh, I guess, you know, as everyone was saying, the unbeatable team, I was I was very confident that the girls would be able to, you know, get that win. Although saying that after 13 minutes and more 16 down and playing with four players, I wasn't feeling that comfy in the seat in the box. But... Um, but yeah, look, it's just testament to the, the character, uh, the resilience of these, um, the group of girls. Like I said earlier, just really proud of them. G'day, John. Gary Birkinshaw here. Mate, congratulations. Gary. A great effort. Take us back to the game. You know, early, in about the first minute, St George have scored, so it's 4-0. Were you pretty confident throughout the game of how your side was travelling? Yeah, I was. I was really confident. Um, Look, even the night, you know, before the before the kickoff, the night before, just the way that the girls were, we had another team meeting the night before. Just really confident. Uh, you can tell when players, you know, are going to do whatever it takes to win a game. And so, yeah, going in the you know first minute and a half, and the Dragons score in the corner. Um, look, it wasn't anything to do with us playing bad. It was a set play from them, which they you know which they nailed. Uh, Emma Tonegato. Um, broke from the scrum and was lightning quick and, you know, she sort of destroyed teams all, all um, competition. So we just made an adjustment from that moment on from our um, scrum defence and how we were going to defend that because I figured she, she was going to do the same again every time they got a scrum. But, uh, yeah, but like I said, the girls were, you know, it was a minute and a half into the game. Um, they're going to know the girls behind the uh, goals were really confident and just said, look, that's fine, let's just forget about that and just keep doing what we uh, we know we're going to do. So, yeah, and look, you know, we created opportunities in the first half and um, credit to the Dragons' defence, which was outstanding. They kept us out. They had three tries disallowed. Um, so we knew that we were, we were on. We knew we were creating opportunities and we just had to keep knocking on the front door in the second half and, you know, we all believed that um, the girls would get over and, and be able to repel the Dragons who were throwing everything at us as well. So, um, yeah, it's just... There's a real confidence and belief in the group, like I said, before the game. And, and for me, sitting in the box watching, I was uh, while it was a cracking game, it was a, it was a brutal game of footy, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, just really confident the girls would, um, would come out on top. Hey, John, uh, we're biased, of course, but 
What about the try from Isabel Kelly? And you've got to say that's a try for the ages that really turned the match. Oh, absolutely, Steve. Um, look, really, really proud of Izzy, to be honest. Like, she's, um, you know, she's achieved a lot in, in the game, won Origins, won World Cups with Australia. But she hasn't, you know, for her admission, she hasn't really excelled at the NRLW yet. Um, you know, she's had, had quite seasons previously. So for her to come up with a big moment in the, you know, in the biggest game that we had, like she did, um, yeah, I was just really proud of her. And, and I was also equally proud of, you know, her defence. Um, in that game as well, especially on Emma Tonegato. We did a, did a fair bit of video on Emma. We knew we had to stop her. Um, you know, we had Jester just on the right, shutting her down when she went that way, and then we had Izzy, Izzy on the left. Um, so, look, yeah, it was, a, it was an awesome try, great moment, um, you know, for, uh, for her. And, um, like I said, just, I just couldn't be happier for, for Izzy, a local Central Coast girl as well. John, I'm glad you mentioned about, about the defence because defence wins the big games and the fact that you were able to only concede one try and effectively three and a half halves of football was a fantastic effort and, and full, full credit to the girls and also the coaching staff to devise the defensive plans to shut down what have been two very good attacking sides. Yeah, look, we did. Um, and, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a really good, good stat for the, for the girls to understand. Yeah, the last three halves of footy, um, just yeah, conceding one try. So, look, we had going into the Broncos game, we had Tamika Upton at fullback, who's you know arguably the best fullback in the in the game. Uh, and I know Emma's set the world on fire as well this campaign, coming back from sevens. But we we had to do a fair bit of homework on both of those girls to shut them down. And um, you know, and I spoke to the team about how we we're going to do that. But primarily, it was it was Isabel Kelly and Jess Surges who who had the jobs uh, to do on both those fullbacks. Um, you know, and people said to me after we played the Broncos in that semi-final that, uh, you know, Tamika, you know, didn't have a good game or she was quiet and, you know, but they don't actually understand the job that those two girls did and, um, you know, the, the responsibility they took for the team to, to shut Tamika down and, and they did the exact same job on, on Emma in the grand final. So, yeah, a lot, lot goes into it um, in, in relation to how we're going to do it, but um, it's also easy for me to just tell the girls this is how you've got to shut those those two down, um, but it's, it's, it's the team and those girls in particular that actually had to do it on the field. And yeah, once, once again, yeah, I, I couldn't have been prouder of um, you know of those girls that uh, were able to shut their main strike weapons down in those big games. Uh, John, so Sarah, she she actually played for St George Illawarra previously. Can you tell her a bit about bit about her? Because she was fantastic in the grand final. Yeah, yeah, Sulu, um, yeah, she did actually. She started with the. The Roosters in 2018, um, you know, the um, premiership side there. But um, I think she went to the Dragons in yeah the following year and has actually come back. So uh, look, she's she's really she's the heart and soul of the, the team. Um, she's very passionate. Uh, she wears a heart on her sleeve. Yeah, she um, she's really been driving our forward pack to be perfectly honest with this campaign. Um, when we go out for warm-up, or before we go out the warm-up, she sort of grabs the forwards and uh, well, the backs sort of head out and kick the ball around. She, she'll just grab the forwards and have a little chat to them, you know, about what it means and what it means to her and what it, you know, means to the club and, and everything like that. So she's, she's a real driving force. And, look, we were um, obviously, you know, with the, the tackle she put on, we're getting a good in um, the season following into Broncos and she had to go to the judiciary. And there was a, you know, look, we all... 
Yeah, we were all really um, sort of stressed about that herself and, and the players, whether she was actually going to be playing on grand final day. So, yeah, we were lucky to get a charge downgraded to a, a careless high tackle one, which enabled her to take the field. And, yeah, look, I'm not saying we wouldn't have won the game without her, but it certainly helped having her um, up there at uh, Morton Bay on grand final day. So, yeah, she's, she's outstanding. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, John, about the tribunal appearance. Though she actually got off that charge, so how did you manage that as a coach with her? Because certainly an extremely stressful and emotional time for for not only Sarah but all the rest of the girls with the uncertainty heading into the grand final. Yeah, so we, uh, we so we trained on the Tuesday. So after the after the semi final, our next training session was on the Tuesday, and and that was actually when she had to appear at, appear at the judiciary. So she missed that session, um, but the club. Yeah, the club was were outstanding, to be honest, in supporting her. Um, yeah, we got a, a barrister in that we normally get into the to the boys, or normally get into Jared, um, that, that represented Bella. And uh, look, it's very stressful for her. Obviously, I spoke with the girls before training and just said, look, this is where where Sulla's at. Uh, we'll find out after training whether she's going to be playing. And you know, fingers crossed that she'll be there. But I did say to the girls that we'll just deal with whatever comes and, you know, we'll move forward. But, you know, hopefully she can play. But, um, yeah, look, it, it, Sulla was really, really stressed herself. So she's actually she fasted since the game. Um, so that was from Sunday. So she, she um, yeah, she decided she was going to fast until until the, um, the hearing on Tuesday. So... Yeah, once she got that okay, and you know, a lot of the teammates were waiting outside there for her um, at NRL headquarters, and you know were just jubilant, and you know they sort of really excited. But then Sulla had to then get her body right again, and it took a couple of days of adjusting for her, you know, to physically and mentally adjust to actually playing. And um, yeah, so she to be able to take the field um, for us on Sunday, and yeah, it was yeah it was something really special. And look. If she'd have been uh, unfortunate enough to miss that grand final, I think it would have been devastating for her as a person. Because she, as she said to me for the last three months, she's worked really, really hard to, to put herself in a position to uh, improve a game so she can win a premiership. So if that was going to be taken away from her, it would have been devastating. But yeah, luckily for her and for, for us and the club, uh, she was able to take the field because, um, yeah, a just reward for her to, to receive the Karen Murphy medal for best on ground. Yeah, incredible, mate. Great story. And uh, I'll tell you what is amazing, that this is the first of two NRLW Grand Finals in 2022. Uh, can you believe that? Now you're reigning premiers. Yes, that's really exciting, actually. It's, um, you know, we, we spoke, we had a meeting on Thursday night with the girls, we had a you know, just a bit of a catch-up and a get-together, and uh, I think that's the most exciting thing. We don't have to wait too long to <clears throat> to get going again. So, yeah, normally you've got to wait that full season, but, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's exciting, and we're just trying to put our, our team back together, and, uh, you know, we might lose a couple of girls, but then a couple of girls will come in, and no doubt, you know, we'll, we'll continue on from, from where we uh, left off, and, you know, well, that's the plan anyway. Yeah, and John, uh, I tell you, you're going to get another standing ovation here because you're one of only three coaches in NRLW history who've won a premiership in their debut season. Kelvin Wright, of course, Paul Dyer, and now you can carve John Strange onto that list. Well done, mate. We couldn't be happier for you with all the hard work you've done with the Central Coast and also the Sydney Roosters. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that and uh, appreciate your support, as always, for the rugby league and especially the women's games.